Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, your boy Uche, I got my boy. QDZ, QDZ, rapping J-E-T-S-C-Z. Yeah, man, I know that the uh, Jets are not in any relevant football game in the next couple of weeks, but I had to put on for my team. Shout out the Jets. You know how we do. We'll be there next year, more than likely, or maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you will be, but um, you'll likely not be in the playoffs. I mean, they, they, but they, you know, they're used to that. They, the Jets are used to that. So it's, it's hey, all good. It's subjective. That's that's your opinion. They, but, but who cares about the playoffs, brother? It's about the green, man. We all about that green. Well, you like money? I like money, too. I just don't like the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey. hey but it's hey, cool, hold though. On. I know <laughs> you are not talking. You are a fan of Washington football team, a, a team that doesn't even got a name. You ragging over here on my Jets. Hey. What is that? There we go. What is the football team? Which one? <laughs> Somebody said football team about to play. Which one? The Washington one. <laughs> Washington, which one? Washington, D.C. or Washington State? You don't even know which Washington <laughs> we're talking about. No, no, that's an aha moment. That's a good point. That is a good point. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's trash. Like, don't, don't, don't get me started on that team, all right? That's not where we're here. But what we are here for is to talk about music, not your poor and sucky-ass Jets who will not make it to the playoffs at any moment in the, in the near future. But, you know, neither here nor there. Hey, bro, neither the here host- nor there. The hostility is, is, is unnecessary. They, they suck. The, the hostility, do? I don't even know how to spell hostility, but it's unnecessary. I'm speaking facts, okay? Uh, anyhow, this is episode 92. 92 for those 92. of you guys who... Uh, you know, appreciate uh, the the work that we do. We thank you guys so much. For the people that come back every episode, thank you guys. For the people that we pissed off, uh, you know, we thank you guys too. Um, y'all are all appreciated. Please make sure to subscribe though, if you're listening to this or, or watching this on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Give us a subscribe on our uh, YouTube channel, and uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. You know how to get in contact with us. Yeah, just thank you guys. Thank you. I feel like I'm giving a speech. I feel like I just got inaugurated. Uh, th- th- thank, thank you, everybody. Th- th- thank you, thank you so much. You didn't even thank ask you, my, for... you didn't ask my opinion. Your opinion doesn't matter. It's like nah. What, 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 what do you feel, man? Let us know. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. Let's go. Sam Darnold. Let's go. You see, you see, that's why I didn't ask your opinion. I, I knew where this was going. I knew and it. And by the way, you you ragging on my Jets hat. What the heck? You, you, you just like breathe by the feline? <laughs> <laughs> forever under hey. midnight. No, no. Forever under. Remember, feline was a thing back then. I love, forever I love. No. Love feline back way, in the day. This was my a gift from my father on Christmas. He was like, I got you a Christmas present. I was like, what? What? It was a feline sweater. So I'm rocking the feline sweater today with the Jets hat. I'm doing well. 
I may look like a 45 year old, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I was going to say, yo, your dad has good taste because I'm, it's, I'm sure he's over 50, but please do not speed up the process and act like you about to go mow somebody's lawn. Listen, it's, it's too cold outside, bro. You look, you look borderline homeless, but a cool homeless person. Though. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, yo, let's start the show though, man. Um, Shall we? Is that cool with you? So. I think that's that cool with you guys I, I out there. It might be a good idea. I, I, I think so. Cool, man. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, but before we get before we start the show, you guys see the banner down there. If you're listening to the show, you know, if you want to advertise with us, uh, definitely send us an email, illadvisedwiseguys at gmail.com. And we can work some things out, you know. We, we're here to, to support the people. If you're a musician, you want us to play your music in front of the, in front of, you know, in between our, our episodes, hit us up. If you're a brand, you have a clothing brand, you have a business, you have whatever you want to, you know, have, you want to promote with us, you know, hit the email. It's right there. Send us your uh, ill-advised thoughts. Not thoughts. Thoughts. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Good Not point. T-H-O-T-S. Good point, sir. On that note, let's start the show. So, uh, I think this is a cool opening topic to, to really talk about. Danny Lay, you guys may or may not even be familiar with the name. She is a R&B artist, Dominican R&B artist. I believe currently she's uh, dating the baby. She recently came under fire. She dropped a snippet of a song that she may or may not put out called Yellow Bone which stirred up a lot of conversation in the black community. You know, uh, is it right for people to, 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 to be, uh, you know, proud of who they are uh, in terms of their color? And we'll get into a lot of the details of, of, this, of this conversation, but she came under fire. People, people were like, yo, she's a bad person, yada, yada, yada. So I want to talk about, you know, the, the colorism uh, in hip hop overall, but we're using her as an example. So Q, what, what are your thoughts on, 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 on that situation? Well, you know, uh, I saw it on the internet. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter, Instagram. I was trying to figure out why Danny Lee was trending. Uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram is now my news source. And uh, when I looked at it, I saw something about, I actually saw her defending herself was the first thing that I saw. And, um, Next thing you know what, I actually saw the comments that she made that she was dropping a song called Yellow Bone. And uh, I was a little confused. I was like, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody use the term Yellow Bone before. I've heard Red, red Bone. I've heard uh, Dark Bone. I heard Big Bone. I don't think I've ever heard Yellow Bone. H have you heard Yellow Bone before? Um, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard I've Red, heard Yellow Bone. I've heard, I've heard Busy Bone. Bone. I've heard uh, Crazy Bone. Lazy I definitely Bone. Heard, I've definitely heard Yellow Bone before. It's usually synonymous with like Red Bone to me. That's how, that's the context I've heard it used in. Like basically light-skinned women. So is Yellow you know? Bone like Spanish women? Asian women? Or is it like really light-skinned women? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I legit don't know. But from, from, from what I've heard, uh, the uproar was that, you know, while she 
was uh, slightly apologetic at the same time. Like, she was kind of, like, trying to defend the fact that, like, she made this anthem called Yellowbone. Um, I think really the big deal is that, or really the uproar was about her tone deafness. You know, in the black community, uh, you know, colorism is a real thing where, where uh, certain people feel like certain shades uh, get more recognition, get more love than others. And certain people feel like this is unnecessary to, uh, you know, divide black people as a whole. And I think more than anything, this was a tone deaf thing to do, tone deaf thing to say, tone deaf song to make. And um, I, 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 look, I get it. I appreciate it. Like, like the fact that she cares about what she, she's, she made a song pertaining to what she thinks she looks like and like people that look like her that can get hyped about it. But I just think that is just a, such a tone deaf thing to do in this day and age especially considering like all the you know um racism going on in the country all the other stuff all the other nonsense that's going on against um minorities so you know i i i I thought it was really tone deaf man yeah i think it was tone deaf i think uh you know but but even a step further uh to be honest with you you know a part of me feels like the the criticism that she's receiving is not just because she um, seemingly um, was bragging and, and just kind of like trying to prop up light-skinned women. I think the conversation is much deeper than that, honestly. Like, I feel like, you know, I think historically, this is an issue that women in particular have highlighted, and it's the fact that uh, light-skinned women have been getting more of more props and have been propped up more by black people by society standards in every way. You look, you look at, you look at, uh, you know, music videos uh, and and you see the the women that are being represented in music videos. You look at movies, you look at um, advertisements, you look at any aspect where black women are usually being represented. It seems like light-skinned women have been getting um, more of a priority. And I think that's where this stems from. But even beyond that, when I dug a little bit deeper into this topic, um, there were a lot of rumblings that Danny Lay was actually taking a shot at the baby's baby mom, who is dark-skinned and basically was bragging to the world. But more more of it seemed to be a diss, basically saying, he wants me because I'm light-skinned. Because if you heard the snippet, which, by the way, that song was garbage. I don't want to hear nothing about that song uh, being a jam and slapping. I don't want to hear nothing. I-, I have nothing <laughs> I have nothing other to say about this song other than it being trash. Me- musically speaking, it was bad. So beyond that, though, it sounded like it was a shot at the baby mom. You know, and, and, and so I think that's the biggest conversation about this all is women like her, light-skinned women um, like her, saying, your man wants me because I'm light-skinned, right? It seemed like that was the problem. Bragging, putting this stick out in front of the, in front of the baby mom saying, yo, yo, I, I got him because I'm light-skinned. <laughs> it's like, so you're bragging about that? I, I feel like that was the issue. So overall, like I said, 
Hopefully this song does not come out. Not because of the controversy. I mean, the song was not good. That snippet, that one minute snippet I heard was not good. And I think that uh, overall, I'm, I'm happy to see more representation of just black women in general of all shades because, you know, having a song like Yellow Bone, it, it's kind of counterproductive in, in, in a way. And, and I do feel for light-skinned women a lot because it's like, as society changes, you got songs like Brown Skin Girl, India Ari, all of these women, these brown skinned women who historically have tried to uplift women who are not necessarily light skinned, but they're more brown slash darker skin, try to uplift them. There's a reason for that. Now, how does that make the light skinned women feel? Do they now take a, a back seat? And is their skin not, does it not mean as much? Should they not have pride in, in what they look like? It's a little tough. It's, it's a slippery slope. I think overall, we should all definitely uh, empower our, our daughters and sisters and our family, our, our Black family members to basically feel proud about whatever skin color they're in. That's at the end of the day how I feel. But does Danny Lay basically rewind a lot of progress that is being is trying to be made in, in the Black community? 100%. Like, it's not helpful. It's not helpful to brag about your skin color. That's trash. If you're doing it in an uplifting way, that's different. But to brag and say, yo, I took your man because I'm light-skinned, fam, get out of here. No, that's that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm sorry. So that's that's kind of how I feel about it. You're on mute. I mean, I think um, it was distasteful. You know, like, Brown Skin Girl was done in a way that was, like, meant to uplift people. Um, it was done in a way to make people remind themselves that they're beautiful. And I, I think maybe um, Danny Lee was trying to make Yellow Bone to do the same thing for those who are, uh, whatever, Yellow Bones. But the difference between Brown Skin Girl and Danny Lee's Yellow Bone Brown Skin Girl premiered on Lion King's The Gifted album. <laughs> like, it was rolled out on something that was a very beautiful project. Danny <laughs> Lee rolled hers out on Instagram <laughs> with, a, with a picture that just was just random. Like, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's really, it's, I, I, believe it or not, like, I, I know I might clap some slack for this. I don't have a problem with people that feel happy about what they look like or who they are i i really don't have a problem with that or or like i don't have a problem with people like saying like yo i i, I think i look better than you or whatever i just kind of have a problem when it's not done tastefully because think about like like comedians say all kinds of things comedians say i've i've heard white comedians make black jokes that like i'm like yo like what the hell like you you really gonna go there but then comedians a lot of times do it in a way that's tasteful, clever, unique, that makes it seem like, okay, you can understand the underlying meaning. I felt like every underlying meaning between that Yellow Bone song was just something that trashes on other people, you know? So I don't think Danny Lee's a bad person. I will say this, Danny Lee, since she's started dating the baby, she's been acting a little different, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I didn't know Danny Lee was like this until I started noticing that she was dating a baby. Like, now she's a lot more out there. She's a lot more confident, which is beautiful. Black love makes you more confident. But 
Danny Lee, who I believe is Puerto Rican, you know, has to always remind herself, like, you know, you're in black culture. You're making black music. Like, I know a lot of people be like, what the hell is black music? You make it black music. You kind of talk black, you know, everything is black. So, like, you know, you got to be cognizant of some of the things that, you know, us black people are very, like, annoyed by, I guess. Colorism is a very annoying topic in our community. And so to kind of throw gas in a fire, especially at this time where, you know, there's so much racial uh, tension going on. I just thought that it was ill-timed and it just tone deaf. Going back to what I started this off with. Yeah, 100%. Here's the last thing I'll say. I agree with everything you're saying. But um, first and foremost, she's Dominican. Um, oh, Dominicans. Okay, my bad. And it doesn't, it doesn't change a whole lot, I guess, for the purposes of what you're saying. But I just want to be clear. She's Dominican. And then secondly, um, to me, it's about intention. You know, like, again, be proud of who you are. Be proud of your skin color. Be proud of all of that. Yes, that, that's all great. What is the purpose for why you're making this song? Are you making the song to uplift and empower other light-skinned women? Now, a lot of people are going to feel, I guess, how they feel about it, and that's fine. But to me, it's about intention. Like, you shouldn't feel, I think, um, wrong for you trying to in- empower people who look like you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, if, if she actually made the song to try to make it seemed like light-skinned women were better than dark-skinned women, and that's why your man wants me? Because that's how the hook goes. The hook was, he wants me because I'm I'm yellow bone. What you want me? Like, I'm just reading the lyric. He wants me because I'm yellow bone. To me, it sounds like she's bragging. So again, it's about intention for me, but what do you guys uh, think about the situation? You know, we're just two dudes here giving our opinion, but we do want to hear from the women. If y'all have a deeper perspective or or a different angle, we want to hear from y'all for real. Hey man, God, God bless yeah, you for God bless you for actually listening to that song. I, if, if I feel like my computer would have caught a virus if I press click on that. Uh, Yellow yeah. boat, I'm gonna click on a song called right. Yellow Boat. Well, God bless your soul. I mean, I want to say this. I, I know you just closed it, but let me just say this. Don't don't try to be don't try to be too cool for school. I didn't freaking listen to that song with the intentions to jam. <laughs> I heard the lyric when, when a song is on. I'm listening. What you want me to hey, do? Man, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> but but uh, I will say this. I think one thing that Danny Lee and a lot of people can learn from. I don't think Danny Lee's a bad person. People make mistakes, or even if it's not a mistake, people have ways they feel. Never feel bad about it. But I think it's when you do an apology, like or when you double down on what you saying. Like, that's going to start to cause the uproar. Like, she doubled down on it, but then she had this somewhat apology, and I think that's where it was just, like, kind of nosediving for her after. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know, initially, hey, talk your ish, but some people are not going to like the ish that you talk. But um, next topic that we want to talk about is music becoming too explicit. So this was actually a topic that I created uh, and it's based off of a song called Throat Baby. Yes, the song is called Throat Baby 
by a dude named BRS Cash that spells cash with a K. <laughs> so I always heard this song, Stroke Baby. Uh, it's something that I've heard in clubs, but I really didn't know what the hell he was saying. I thought he was saying Go Baby, which by the, song, by the way, the song's called Throat Baby, uh, parentheses, Go Baby, close parentheses. I never knew what he was saying. I thought he was saying Go Baby. And I'm like, that is beautiful. That is nice. He's actually trying to hype his woman up. Then I found out the name of the song was Throat Baby. Throat Baby. And I realized after listening to the lyrics, it is as vulgar as it gets. And the reason why the song has become even more relevant is because the baby and City Girls hopped on a remix to it. And now it was trending on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So given everything that I said, given the fact that you listened to the song with me a couple hours ago, how do you feel about Throat Baby and just how vulgar hip-hop music has become these these last couple of years, I would say. Years. Huh. Uh, well, well, thank you for setting the stage. That was a hell of an opening. I mean, to be quite honest with you, like we talked about, um, like you said, before the show started, uh, first and foremost, the, the song is extremely explicit. And I think that's where I want to start because ultimately... We are entering into a new, I think, era uh, of music and just visuals in terms of music where they're, they're telling a story, they're giving you their perspective in music where they're not even trying to sugarcoat. They're not even trying to hide or just to be delicate in how they're giving you certain messages in the music. Movies is another, but that's a different genre, so I won't touch on the movies too much, but music in general. You know, it, it's definitely become, I would say, more readily available and more explicit and, and potentially problematic from the sense of uh, streaming is here, right? There's a whole, there's the playlist era. There are more opportunities for people to basically access music in general. So it could potentially be problematic uh, from that standpoint, but I can't help but to bring up the, the WAP Cardi B song and Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion song uh, that they put out last year, 2020, where uh, they were basically bragging about their vaginas and basically saying how wet it was and basically saying why, yo, this is why your man wants me and yada, yada, yada. And while there is a legitimate, I think, benefit for women uh, and real movement that women are having to empower themselves, which I won't speak too much about because, I listen, to be quite frank, I'm not a woman, and there might be some things that I'm missing, and hey, that's fair. However, I think one thing is, is definitely a fact, and it's that music is becoming way too explicit. And I know what the freaking, uh, the, the conspiracy theorists slash devil's advocate people in this conversation are going to say. Um, you know, Uncle Luke, the Miami era, they were way explicit. The the Snoop Dogs and the, and and all of the women back. Sorry, all the rappers back in the nineties, uh, basically being so misogynistic in the music, saying you know, uh, you know, telling women to get on their knees. Akinelli, put it in your mouth. Uh, the list goes on. To be honest with you, uh, uh, 
what's the what's the chick's name? Uh, getting some head. Um, sorry, that's actually a Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry. Uh, a too short, uh, too short, Shauna. Too short, Shauna. That's the name. But who's the other chick? Who's the other chick who had that one song? Kia. Um, Neck and Kia. Back. There you go. Boom. The explicit version of of these songs is. I mean, come on. It would fit right in with today's music, if we being real. So I do believe there's a track record of music being explicit, but to me, I think where it, where we go a little bit left field with this song you're talking about, the BRS Cash with a K dude, is just the 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 the, the way it's just being thrown in your face. Like they're not even trying to hide the explicitness no more. They're not trying to. It's like we. It seems like that's actually what they're going for. So the more explicit your song is, the more explicit your visuals are, it's being rewarded. It's being rewarded. I don't know how I feel, man, because in one respect, I like I like it when the visuals are raw. I like it when the songs are raw. It really it really gives a certain type of feel and, and I think essence to the music. But I do believe it's kind of going a little bit too far. I do believe that. Um, so, so what do you think, man? Do you think it's going too far or do you feel like we're... It's always been where it's at, and there's no issue. Jesus, this is the this is the first time I wish you didn't use the word raw. <laughs> it gave me a damn visual. Throat, baby. Look at look at But uh, I mean, I mean, listen, listen. If we're being real, if we're being real. <laughs> Jeez. Raw is involved in that song. Okay, baby. come on, man. Okay. Be be I'm just saying. I'm just listen, saying. Okay? Are you trying to play by play a porno right now? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Yo, hey, man, that's, that would be a hilarious concept. A play by play porno. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yo, you, come on with you, that? Just came, you just came up with a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> play by play porno. Oh, my God. Did you see the way he stroked to the right? Whoa! <laughs> Look at the way she put her leg up. She, oh my God, she's definitely a stallion. I mean, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, <laughs> throw baby. So, you know, in one sense, you gotta appreciate the, um, you gotta appreciate the vulnerability that an artist is able to show in their music. And like to be able to, you know, talk about things that are otherwise uncomfortable to talk about in public, there's something that needs to be admired about that. But then at the same time, there's a level of, you know, distastefulness. I, I'm going back to that word again. Disgusting a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. So I'm what I'm gonna do, because you you made all great valid points, what I'm gonna do is actually dive deeper in your comparison with WAP and uh, Throw Baby. So WAP, I think, has a purpose of uplifting women, making sure that their bodies are temples, like letting them know that, um, and then just understanding like there's this level of power that women have in any situation, in any scenario, especially in the bedroom, that women should feel like queens, power they're so used to being muzzled and they're so used to being told like you can't be sexy while these other men are so i i see value in that with throat baby i don't know if i necessarily see value 
in hearing a guy describe what goes on in his bedroom with another chick getting in serious detail like that's to me as personal as it gets like who does it benefit for you making throat babies who does it benefit does it benefit me you yes the song is tight but you don't have to say throat bit you can make any song that with the same melodies the same uh beat whatever but like when you make a song called throat baby like what do I benefit knowing what you do in your bedroom? Like, you know, to me, it, it, it's, 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 it's meaningless a little bit. And it's, it's a little too personal in my opinion. And then also like, when you talk about throat baby, like, it's really like talking about like the recipient of stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and to me, like, if I'm a, if I'm a, so, so here's my issue. If I'm a woman, like, is that supposed to be an honorable title? Like, am I supposed to strive to be the greatest throat baby on the planet? Like, senior throat baby? Like, is that, is that like something that, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there, if you, if a woman says this song, is amazing and like I want to be his throat baby like what yeah look 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 you know here's, like here's, here's the bottom like here's a, the bottom a dude, right what's the comparable yeah, to a dude sorry my bad what's comparable to a dude like like if a woman said like you're gonna be my face sitter <laughs> what was always called face sitter uh you know hey I'm gonna use you as a face or or, or I'm gonna sit on your face and you're, you're on that chair like you're a chair you think that I'm gonna? Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna dare, yeah! Like, come on, man! Like to me, yeah. What's the equivalent? What's the equivalent of a dude? Would it be like me, if this was like if this was a woman? If this was a woman making a song about a guy, right? Mm -hmm. Would it be the equivalent of uh, saying you're her her tongue baby? Like what? what what what's the equivalent? Like how do you you get what I'm saying? Like I, exactly, exactly. But, but you know, but you know, as you were talking, you know what this reminded me of, and, and why I feel like music is number one powerful, and secondly, sometimes it's just kind of stupid. Like yeah. you know, like we don't need this. Yeah. What, like what, why do we need this? Like if this was if we were doing a segment of music where we were saying, "Yo, do we need this, or should we, or should we get rid of this?" That should be maybe a new segment. We'll come up with a cool name. But do we need this or should we release this? What like this is not beneficial to me. Like I just don't see the purpose. So unless this is a unless unless this is a soundtrack for the newest porn series coming out, like I, I just don't see where this is useful. So do you think we need WAP? I mean, look, I I was on record. I was on record uh, back then when when the song came out. I was just like, eh. Listen, I'm not trying to get in the way of women's empowerment and or whatever you know women feel like that is that song is about, but no, I, I just feel like that's also a song that's unproductive. It's just not there's no value to it. And then this is the point I kept trying to make at the time, which is the song is I. It's 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 no different than how we're we said what we said about the Danny Lay song. This snippet was I. I bet you what that song was was fire. 
we may actually appreciate maybe where she was going a little bit more. I don't know. But I do believe the quality and the, and the message behind music changes the perspective. It changes how you receive whatever message they try to put out in the music. So I don't want to get, I don't want this to be a dive, a deep dive on WAP, but no, I don't, I don't feel like WAP was uh, very productive either. I just felt like it was, we didn't need that either. We didn't need it. Okay. Hey, so. hey, hotties, hotties, take it easy on him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's blind. Take it easy on him, bodies and uh, hey, bodies and whatever all them people that follow. Hey, me. make sure make sure you at me uh, and uh, you at the uh, at him too because uh, I think it's important. Hey, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with this. I say I I like Wop. I think Wop. Hey, who? Hey, hey what are the, what are... the museum? The the greatest museums. <laughs> we should put Wop in the greatest museums of America. Like that. Yo, hey, can you, me, get, can, get me out of this. Can, can you stop doing the gestures of Donald Trump? He's no longer in president. Hey. We don't need that anymore. <laughs> Wap is the greatest song that I've ever heard. Probably. Right. Hey, so is Throat Baby. Hey, okay, now you now you can be a different Throat guy. Baby deserves to be in a museum somewhere. I don't know which what type of museum, but hey. Don't they have porn museums at some point? They, <laughs> they might have a porn museum. As, it might be in Las Vegas. I feel like that would be the city it would be Listen, in if it was in America. Somebody with a spelling error in his name does not belong in any museum in my book. <laughs> a spelling error. He definitely did that on purpose. You talking about the cash? <laughs> oh, so, so you knocking cash doll too? Cash doll got a K too. Hey, hey, hey. Does she have a spelling impediment as well? I, I did not apply for her to get on any museum either. <laughs> Yo, let's move on though, man. Let's move on. Next time. Uh, yeah, next topic we have to talk about is, whoa, this one is serious because, um, you know, the rap lyrics and whether you guys are aware of this or not, rap lyrics uh, are now becoming admissible in court. So uh, recently a Maryland, uh, a Maryland, Maryland state basically judge decided that, uh, you know, rap lyrics are going to start being admissible in court. And they basically referenced an artist who essentially committed a crime, uh, recorded a verse to a song over a jail phone, which the song ended up on Instagram. And so long story short, or long story less long, the court actually took that verse that the artist put out on Instagram and used it against him in court and convicted him. So because of that situation, the, the state of Maryland, so if you guys are in the state of Maryland, watch if you're a rapper and you live in the state of Maryland, watch the lyrics you are putting out because you could end up in jail. And I think the biggest conversation about this all is whether or not that ruling is racist or not. And why that same, why those same laws do not apply to other genres of music? Like, why are they singling out rap? Why is it, why can't it be all music? Why is it just rap? And I think that's the biggest thing. So, I want to get your thoughts on this, Q, because I feel like we're heading down a very interesting rabbit hole in the near future if this is not reversed or if rappers in general don't quite understand the laws that they are now being held against. What are your thoughts on that, man? So, first and foremost, I want I want to say something. Um, there's about three or four songs that I refused to download in my lifetime. Like, absolutely refused. I, I, I thought the songs were pretty good, but I was just like, 
it's just too much for me. I, I don't want to put this in my library. I feel devilish putting it on there. One of them is, uh, it's actually a whole album. I, I decided not to, to download Yeezus just because I was like, as the semi-Christian that I am, I just feel like that's counterproductive uh, <laughs> to my beliefs, at the, especially at the time. Throat baby. <laughs> and then uh, the third one is actually uh, YNW Melly's Murder on My Mind. And the third one, Murder on My Mind, is an unbelievable song. Like, it's it's... The melodies are great. I love the beat. Love the rapping that he does. But like, if you listen to the lyrics on the song, he's essentially saying like, I had to murder my friends. And like, he's essentially pretty much talking about how like, you know, he had to get over it. But then at the same time, it was just so real and so similar to the situation that he's going through in real life right now. And I'm like, you know, personally, I, the, I already told you how I feel about the First Amendment. I think the First Amendment is nonsense. I think uh, for various reasons, but I I just feel like there should personally be some type of uh, not quite punishment, but like it's it's your words. It's your words. It's your words that you said. Like you said, you you did such and such. It's your words. Is it not your words, you know? So, like, if somebody is trying to figure something out about you, they just using your own words on you. Now, do I think in the justice system? I don't think the justice system should be listening to lyrics, personally. But at the end of the day, it's their words. But then, at the same time, Ooch, I'm going to have to expose both me and you. And I want to see your face when, when, when uh, I expose both me and you. Remember when we were 16, 17 years old and we made a song called Making Money? I actually just listened to that song yesterday. Remember that song? We were we were aspiring rappers. We were aspiring rappers, everyone. And like, we had so much gun talk on that song. It was so, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> One of the lines I used was bullets breeze by you. Pre- or not bullets breeze by you, but I said uh, bullets going flying past you like Tom Brady. And I was like, I got nine millimeters. And you were talking about you're going to put a shell in somebody. <laughs> a shell in somebody's spleen or something like that? <laughs> we was talking hey, that talk back then. So it's like, you know, is it going to be used against me like if a traffic ticket? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, to me, it's just not clear. Maybe when, if I read exactly how they're going to use the lyrics, I can tell you if I'm fine with it. But um, I, I, I do think it's a slippery slope, man, in all seriousness. I think it's a slippery slope. I don't think that it's fair to judge uh, to judge something somebody said in music because it's, 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 it's universally known that music is just their form of art. Nobody took, okay, like, Tom Cruise done killed 19 million people on Mission Impossible. Are we taking his movies, what he did in his movies, as like something that he would do in real life? Are we going to look back at Tom Cruise's movies and say, you done killed this person on there. You're capable of killing people. Like, you know, in the end of the day, when you talk about art, I don't think that art should ever be used as evidence for anything. 
So I am flip-flopping right now, and I'm trying to figure out how I you feel. Are. <laughs> you, you are. You are flip-flopping, but, but you are flip-flopping, but let me let me try to help you out in, in from this standpoint, because I, I do believe it's dangerous. I do believe what is happening is very um, potentially problematic, and it's not that it's not just about the fact that they are they are now using uh, rap lyrics in court legally. They're using rap lyrics in court. It's not just about that. It's about the fact that they have singled out rap music in particular. And again, I, I, this is how I opened up. I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna open up the rabbit hole and say rap, why don't you just say all music? Why? why what about the country people? They not speaking about real life. What about the R and B people? They not speaking about. So if I sing. If I croon that I killed somebody and it's not rap, does that now excoriate? I'm sorry, does that now excuse me from that? Like, that's where it becomes, I think, problematic and, and actually racist in that regard. But I, but as you were talking, I wrote down a couple songs from a couple different artists that happened or that put out music over the last couple of years um, that ended up getting in trouble for the music. Or if 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 it wasn't the song that got them in trouble, the songs added fuel to the fire. One is TK. TK, you guys may or may not even know who that is. He's this dude, this young rapper who was from Texas. Um, he was involved in a real life murder. He made a song about it called The Race, about how he had just committed murders and he's on the run. And come to find out, that's actually what the fuck happened. Like the man was on the run and he said, yo, I just, I just killed somebody in the song. Like he, all of that was detailed in the music. Another example, Bobby Shmurda, hot nigga. We all remember how big Bobby Shmurda, Bobby Shmurda uh, and, and Roddy Rebel's wave was back in, what was it? 2014, um, 2015, no, 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, and by the way, Roddy Rebel is out of jail now uh, and, 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 uh, and supposedly, Bobby Schmurter is on his way out of jail, so shout out to them. I actually believe they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna like take over because whatever energy that they captured in that moment back then, six years ago, six seven years ago, I think people have been kind of waiting, and it's and it's cool to see the pop smoke wave of the Brooklyn drill wave come come out, and it just feels like he that that momentum is gonna carry over to them. But neither here nor there. Bobby Schmurter is another guy talking about real life situations in his music ended up being used against them in court. You brought up another one, YNW Melly. You know, it, it, it's, it sucks that rap is, is being uh, targeted like this, but I, I truly believe it is a product of, I think, what rappers are doing to the, to the rap community. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode, and, and, and it's the fact that rappers are holding other rappers accountable for being real. You got to be a real one. You got to be this person that commits real or, or, or just not even commits crimes, but like somebody who is about that life that you're talking about. And if you're not, you're fake. So when you give that cue, when you give that Tom Cruise example and you say, well, what about the fact that he was killing all these people in these movies? Well, that's what the freak I've been advocating for in rap. Like, why isn't rap considered performative? Why isn't why isn't it yo yeah if I talk about guns and I talk about killing why can't it just be I'm talking about a concept I'm talking about a fake scenario yeah I may be a part of that, that community but it doesn't mean it had to be me you get what I'm trying to say like 
I think it's a product of, I, I firmly believe that situation of how rap is now being admissible in court is a product of uh, rappers only calling for other rappers to be real. And that includes crimes being committed, unfortunately. So until that gets fixed, until rappers are now not holding other rappers accountable for not being real and not and, and basically not living a life that they that they maybe haven't lived. I don't think I, I only see bad things happening as a result of this this law that that was that was uh basically passed in Maryland. Like I really feel like it's gonna be a domino effect in a lot of states. I mean, I think I think like like kind of what I was saying. Art should never be regulated. I mean, I, I'm somebody that I, I took an art history class, believe it or not. Art history. I took I actually took two. I took art history 101 and I took art history 102. One it was of my dope class. Dope class. favorite I took classes. I loved it. That's probably my favorite class in college. And what they did was they went through different eras um of art, uh dating back all the way to like the sixteen hundreds, like dating back to Stonehenge and things of that nature. And there were certain eras where uh, pictures were being painted of, like, massacres. And pictures were being painted of, like, things that may or may not have happened. The devil versus God. Like, you know, certain things that certain people would be like, whoa, like, why are you painting this? You know, like, may even be offended by. And I, I think... Um, at the same time, it's like, that's the beauty of art is that people can kind of interpret how they see something, interpret in this fictional world that they get to live in, uh, how things are uh, put together. And so if you start talking about regulating rap music, which is essentially art, people forget that that's art you're opening up a can of worms that I don't think you want to because art is something you never want to regulate point blank period. And that is the problem. That is the problem. The law now does not consider rap music art. They consider it real life. Exactly. But, exactly. but that's the, but what I'm saying is that is the picture that rappers have been trying to paint. Exactly. They've been telling you is real life. They've been telling us, yo, you better be real. Everything you talk about better be real life. But the moment y'all start talking that real life shit and the law basically comes out and says, oh, oh, oh y'all are really just telling us y'all business? Oh, well, we're going to start prosecuting you. I, I feel like it's a product of the, the, the community, the culture, the, 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 the gang culture, the, the, the violent culture that has infiltrated rap music over the years. It's a product of it. And, I, and, and, and yes, it's fucked up that, they're, that the law is doing that. But I do feel like um, they're getting this ammunition from somewhere, and it ain't out the blue. Better believe niggas is telling their real life business on these tracks and thinking they can get away with it. Of course, of course, <laughs> they're telling their real life tracks. I'm I real mean, life. They're, unfortunately, they're telling their truths, and it's just a matter of, you know, like should it be used in court? I mean, but they're just telling the truth, right? Just like. Anybody else, like in any other industry, tell their truths in unique ways. You know, like I think one of the the the, the one of the sickest laws I've ever heard is uh, after you have been convicted of a crime, you cannot be convicted of a, that. Uh, of, of, you're, like you're done. There's no. I think it's called double jeopardy. 
we used to always talk about this in college, right? Double jeopardy. Correct. Where you can't be convicted twice. So, like, for instance, OJ right now, right? OJ can come out with a book saying, I killed such and such. Which so he did. And so. Which, Which he did. did. If I did it. And you can't do anything about it because he's already been tried not guilty. And it's like, the, the reason I bring that up is because Emmett Till, that's what happened to Emmett Till. Emmett Till was killed by these crazy white people and the, the, those crazy white people went to court and they were found not guilty. A couple, what, months later, a couple years later, they came out with a book talking about how they killed them. They got vivid, they got descriptive, and nothing happened. So it's, when you're talking about law and when you're talking about uh, these issues in terms of using real life content and things like this, it to me it's it's a slippery slope and this is these are laws that just in my opinion is just a dumpster fire and need to be refigured out personally i agree i agree and that's a good uh that's a good stopping point um you know for y'all out there that, that that know what's going on let us know your thoughts do you think it's racist do you think that um it's fair game you think the rappers are doing it to themselves I mean, what are your thoughts? We want to know what you guys think on social media and in general, get in touch with us. Uh, on that note, we are going to Pat, come you got back. got a question, by the way. I bro, do got a question. Bro, how are you, how, how you, how you going to interrupt my spiel? But go ahead, go ahead. I do got a question. So if a go rapper ahead. says, I didn't do it, <laughs> do they take that into consideration? If a rapper said, oh, I did, I did so much community service, and he puts it on a rap record. Do they going to take that into consideration? <laughs> like, uh, could you by any chance be talking about Tory Lanez? <laughs> no, actually, that's a good point. I wasn't, but hey, hey. What if he Tory Lanez actually tells you what happened on the record? <laughs> like, or Megan Thee Stallion, which Megan Thee Stallion is talking, right? She's talking. She's talking yeah. on records. It's a good point. Is it real? I don't know. Do we not listen to it? Look, man, it's, you see, you see the, you see the hypocrisy and just the, the. They don't want to hear that though. They don't want to hear that. They don't. They, they only care when you're, when you're guilty. They don't care when you're not guilty. Just, you know, just the, just advice for, for, for all these other artists who, who go on platforms like Vlad and uh, essentially tell their own business. I think that's the biggest thing. If you are somebody who commits crimes, do not put it on record of any format, whether it's a song. Whether it's a movie, whether it's an interview, I, whether it's a podcast, I don't care what it is because you are being watched. Even your, hey, learn from your boy, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic over here making music videos, shooting Carol Baskins. They got his ass. They got see? his ass. See, see? Be smart, guys. Anyway, uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back with some uh, indie music reviews. How about That's that? True. They got Joe Exotic, man. They ain't that man free, free. Free my, free my jigga, uh, Joe Exotic. So we are back. Uh, here to kick off some indie reviews for you guys. Pleasure. We appreciate all you guys for submitting your new music. Trust me, we got your email if you got to us. Uh, we're just prioritizing all of them because there's a lot of submissions. So uh, on this episode, we have five songs to talk about. And without wasting any time, I just want us to get right to it. 
The first song that we're going to talk about is from a brother named Alan Ward and his song called Let Me See. Q, what did you think about the song? I mean, I thought the song was extra dope, actually. Uh, it gave me TDE vibes. Um, not necessarily Kendrick, but more so like the, the, the reasons of the world, the um, the uh, uh, schoolboy cues of the world. Uh, and, you know, to me, what's interesting is there's this new wave of music where it hypnotizes you and almost puts you in this, like, lethargic mood but then at the same time it's filled with wisdom that's kind of the music that uh let me see reminds me of uh, i think it's extra dope and then don't sleep on alan ward's ability to hit us with clever lyrics uh interesting flows you know precise wordplay like it's 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 a fantastic song i actually give it five stars 4.5, let's say 4.5 out of 5. Five stars? It will be it Whoa. will sound it will sound really dope in an album. Like if 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 like you heard like two, three straight fire songs on the album and then that one came in as like yeah. kind of like an intermission, kind of like as a slow things up type of track, I think that joint will sound even better. But uh from what I heard, man, it's 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 extra dope. 4.5 to 5 stars for me. No, nah, that's hey, that's a strong grade, to be honest with you, because, you know, when I heard the song for the first time, um, a couple things came to mind. You already spoke about one of them. Definitely gave me TDE vibes. It's definitely something I wrote down. Uh, but in particular, when it comes to TDE, I'm talking about J-Rock. Um, kind of like where, where J-Rock raps or style of rap meets Isaiah Rashad production, like the, the stuff that he does musically. Um, definitely seems like an album cut, uh, but one of those album cuts that is 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 damn near capable of becoming a single based on its like catchiness. You know, the let me see part, obviously, come on. It's catchy. If you guys hear the song, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I just thought overall the song was incred incredibly produced, well produced. I think, you know, it's it's... It's one thing for us to appreciate the raps, which I think Alan Ward does an incredible job at just being agile, bouncing left and right vocally, bouncing left and right lyrically, uh, giving us wordplay. Uh, and his delivery was was definitely something to be noted. Um, I, I I really like this song, man. Like it's it's one of them joints that, uh, like you said, it, it, it goes. It, it gives me. Uh, the vibes of somebody who takes his craft extremely seriously. So we're going to be extremely serious with this critique and tell you, bro, your music is fire. Uh, I'm interested to hear more from you. Um, and I did notice that this song was a part of an album. So yeah, AQ, that might be something that uh, you know we'll have to we'll have to recommend and maybe check out at some point. But shout out to you. I'm going to give this song four point five, four out of five, rather. Um, I appreciated also the outro of this song, uh, in particular because, again, when I talk about the way the song was orchestrated and just put together, the outro of the song really brought it home. Uh, and so, yeah, man, what you want me to say, man? When you hear fire, is fire. It's, it's very hard to, to deny it when you hear it. So shout out to you, bro, for um, submitting your song. And hopefully uh, we gave you some insight on, on what, what kind of music 
Let Me See and what kind of song Let Me See is. So yeah, dope record. You're on mute, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Next song on our list is We End This Jag. I'm, I'm assuming it's We, Why. I'm not too sure. I need clarification on that. But uh, what you think about that song? Yeah, I think it's, if I got a sneaky suspicion, it's pronounced Way because her social media handle is three-way. So it kind of gives that three. She has like a three in front of the way. So anyway. Oh, shit, pun intended. Way. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think this song is cool. I really think it's cool. Um, here's some of the things I wrote down. First and foremost, Q, I've talked about this a lot on the show, but I will continue to nail this point and mail it home and tell you guys that anytime the beat has a guitar on it, I'm rolling. I'm just letting you know straight up. If you have a guitar-centric, guitar-heavy sound in your production, meets 808s, meets trap vibe, your song is automatically going to be good. Now, to me, it doesn't just stop there because you also have to perform on the actual song. And I think that um, Wade does a really good job to me at um, really making this song come to life. Uh, the first verse I thought was a little bit better than the second verse. Um, because I feel like she, she provided the right level of like animation. Her vocals are very like kind of all over the place. I think the beat kind of called for it. Um, overall, like I said, I really enjoyed this song. Um, and shout out to you for trying to like, you know, keep the, the Jaguar brand alive. I don't hear anybody ever talking about <laughs> my Jaguar is clean. Yo, get in this Jaguar. I ain't got time for you for no broken heart. So get out of my car. Shout out to you for appreciating Jaguars. You know, I think you might be the only one. You should go for it. A, a sponsor should deal with that. Um, now, if I have any criticisms on this song, it would be the the, the vocals. It would be the, the quality of the song. I, I feel like uh, we made this point last episode, but, um, you know, it, there's a certain level of, I think, quality um, that quality standards that I think you um, and also any artist should really, you know, try to improve upon and, uh, while the song is solid, I think the hook is solid. I think the verses are solid. I do feel like the vocals were a bit under the production. So if there's any knock, it would be that. But it's not that bad. So overall, I'm going to give this song about a three out of five stars. So Q, what did you think about this song? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Let's say the good. I think the the good thing about the song is I like the song's purpose. Um, I like the song's potential. It sounds like it's supposed to be a good song. Like that's it legitimately sounds like something that was made with the intentions to be a hit. But however, my issues with the song, you kind of highlighted. I think you were pretty nice about the vocal performance, uh, how you described it. I would say the vocal performance is actually atrocious. Um, I think it's really bad, actually, <laughs> to, to be real with you. But, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, perhaps it was one of those things where you were trying to highlight that, like, you know, I'm not really a singer. I'm just going to sing for you. I get it. But uh, I, I think it's actually, like, uh, really bad. And uh, the quality of the song, like you mentioned, Uch, I think 
it's it's you can kind of hear the like that it's not mastered necessarily. You can kind of hear the like ins and outs of like the audio, and um, you know, I had an issue with that. And, and to be honest with you, like when I first hear stuff like that, especially because the song starts off with the the vocal performance and the chorus, I don't, I actually don't continue listening. But um, I understand that, like I said, the song's purpose is great. Um, and I think that it has potential. Maybe if you can get those vocal, those vocals uh, elevated and like the quality of the song elevated, I think it can, it can have some serious potential. But in terms of uh, a grade, I would give it, I'd probably give it two, two, two out of five, maybe 1.5, two out of five. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't think, um, you're not wrong in anything you said, in my opinion, you know, and um, I, I just, maybe I wouldn't go as, as far as you saying to say the vocal was, was atrocious because, bro, I've heard worse and I've heard it to the point where, like, it's not even audible. To me, the song is audible. It's just, bro, like, the, the mixing needs to improve. And, and, I, and I do feel like, to your point, a lot of times people don't have the patience you know, to even stick it out throughout through this type of quality of, of, a, of a song. So, you know, put the catchiness aside, put the put the swag rap aside, put the production aside, because there is potential there. Um, you definitely need a better mixer for sure. Um, so, you know, invest. Like we tell everybody, you know, invest. And maybe you're on your way to doing that, but uh, shout out to you for submitting as well. Thank let's, you. Let's, let's, Thank you. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, the next song slash artist that we have to actually talk about is a band. I'm assuming this is a band. Don't know how many people are in the band, but the name is Bars of Antiquity. Antiquity. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, I promise you. I think I need a translator right now. Antiquity. Is that how you pronounce it, Q? Are we on the right track? Antiq antiquity. I think I, I would say antiquity. Antiquity. Let's, do, let's, let's go with antiquity. They dropped this song and they wanted us to review a song called Dream Traveler, which, Q, I want to hear your thoughts on this, man. What, what, what were your thoughts? Is it, is it good or not? First and foremost, I mean, that's an interesting name, Bards of Antiquity. And then that is a very interesting title, Dream Traveler. I think if, if Back to the Future had a part four and they named it Dream Traveler, Back to the Future 4, the Dream Traveler, I would be on board to watch it. Um, and then also, I don't know if you can see the cover art for the song. I think it, the cover art is pretty interesting. Uh, it's, I think that's Homer. Homer, the great Homer. <laughs> anyway, uh, the song is interesting. I, not, I, not, to be, not to be confused with Homer Simpson, but go ahead. Homer the original Simpson. Homer. The original Homer. <laughs> the original Homer. Uh, uh, somebody. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times that were 300, 400 years before us. But anyway, um, you know, this song is very interesting. I think these are one of those songs that are so artistic, that are so uh, 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 unique, so different from what you're used to hearing on the radio that you can't help but appreciate it. I mean, I think it's, 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 it's high level art artistry that. I personally don't think you can say it's bad. I mean, it, it may not be my cup of tea. I'm not going to lie. It may not be my cup of tea. I think it's a little uh, slow moving. It's a little, 
you know, a little different. Like you wouldn't play this to uh, at a uh, at a damn pregame. Like you would play this to soothe your mind, relax your mind, to just kind of hear in the background. And so uh, it's interesting vibes. It's an interesting sound, and 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 keep being unique. Keep being creative, bards of uh, antiquity. Uh, personally, I give it about a three out of five, but after a couple more listens, I can see it being four out of five. Great, fair grade, fair grade. I um I echo a lot of that stuff. However, I'm gonna go a little bit different route here because, um, I do love the instrumentation in this in this song. I think the uh, I think the uh, the baseline. The, the the mellow vibes that the, the bass line gives off. You can really hear the drums. You can hear the percussion. You can hear really all the instrumentation in it. Um, and so I do appreciate that bass line. It's a fire bass line. Um, overall, though, the song is extremely somber. You know, it, re- it reminds me of a song that is played in the scene of a movie where someone is, someone just died or something. And, and, and like the people the family members are recovering and they're trying to mourn the death of somebody. That's like the vibe it gave me. I know the song is called Dream Traveler, but it was just extremely somber. Uh, And this is the type, and to be honest with you though, I would say this is the type of rock music that I kind of like. With all that being said, you know, I I, I like my rock music to be on the somber end. You know, on 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 the end that really is, dare I say, depressing. And it, it, it gives me that vibe. So with that in mind, I, I actually really enjoy the song. Um, probably is not a song that I would listen to very often, just as, you know, as um, in terms of preference. I'm not sure if I will revisit it uh, to the point where I'm really going to go back and be like, oh, my God, let me play this in the car. Let me play this in the in the while I'm in the shower. No. Um, but for the for for what I heard, for, for, for the type of music it is, I do believe it is quality. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm in with that. You know, it's a, it's a three, definitely a three out of five song with the potential to grow, given maybe more time to digest it. You know, that's always possible, you know, cause the thing is songs can either get better or they can get worse over time. And, and it's up to us, the listener to really make that judgment the first couple times you listen to it. But after hearing this song a few times, I, I feel like it does have potential to maybe, um, maybe get a little bit better in my ears, but yeah, definitely three out of five. Shout out to you uh, for, for for submitting your song. So yeah. All right. Next song, The Psychedelic Squirrel. Fill My Heart. What an interesting name that is, The Psychedelic Squirrel. What do you think of Fill My Heart, brother? <sighs> you know, this was an interesting round of submissions that we got. <laughs> we got we got rap music, we got hype rap, we got mellow rap music, we got hype rap music, we got some rock music, and now we're on a song that is mainly electronic dance music, I'll say, I'll call it EDM, you know? And, uh, you know, that's usually not my cup of tea of music, so maybe I'm misclassifying the genre a bit, but what I will say is, the song was extremely hypnotizing. Uh, the song was extremely 
um, energizing and, and, and extremely energetic. I, I got a lot of energy from this song. And I think that's the whole point, one of the major points of EDM music. Um, and just for you, just for you, the, the psychedelic squirrel, I, this is a very weird name if you didn't already notice that. Uh, different, different is not always bad. I'll say that, but in this case, confusing is what I'll call this. Um, my favorite part of the song was the, was the hook. You know, the, the, the part where the title of the song comes into play, the film on heart. I like the way the beat, I like the way it built, I like the way it built up after the build my heart as deep as it gets. Um, definitely a cool song from that standpoint where the beat, it, it builds you up, it builds you up just to drop. That's to me is one of the, one of the best parts of EDM music. So from that standpoint, definitely not the best EDM song I've ever heard. Definitely not the best EDM song I've ever heard mixed, but I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was pretty decent. I'm gonna give this song about a three and a half, 3.5 out of out of five. Uh, so yeah, what'd you think, you? You are really nice today. You are very very nice today. Um, hey, my, my my taste is eclectic. What do you want me to say? So is my taste. Okay, so. Let's call this a beautiful dumpster fire. How can a dumpster fire be beautiful, QD? Sometimes, you know, it's something to watch, right? When there's nothing on TV, maybe you want to watch a beautiful dumpster fire. It's going to be really nice. That, that's what I think this is. It's, it's, it's a hodgepodge of sounds together. Hodgepodge of vibes together. Hodgepodge of just weird effects and different types of melodies all together and not together neatly like just thrown together like like that and and probably mixed like picked up in a bowl and just mixed around and then served to you in a uh what three minute song it, you know what it actually reminds me of the musical version of a forever 21 i don't know if you've ever been to 20 forever 21 before Uch. I know you like to go to expensive places like Bloomingdale's and uh, uh, what's the other place uh, that 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 you, you see in place of Macy's sometimes. Uh, but anyway, uh, this kind of reminds me of Forever 21, where you know how Forever 21 has a lot of nice clothes, but then it's rarely organized. It's always just kind of thrown together and they just say, hey, pick whatever clothes you want. Just pick from this beautiful mess that we had. That's what this is. It's a beautiful mess. If you're a music fan, you can appreciate it. Um, but if you're somebody who just wants to listen to music to get you hyped or whatever, um, you may not appreciate the artistry as much, but you will at least appreciate the energy. So um, I probably would give it, uh, depending on the mood I am in, depending on the day, I can see this getting a two out of five for me. I can see it getting a three out of five for me. Probably that's it. Either two out of five or a three out of five, depending on the mood of the day. But I am impressed with uh, uh, the, the the psychedelic squirrel's ability to uh, mix sounds together uh, pretty uh, randomly, recklessly, and fearlessly. Fair. Um... I don't know, man. I could be tripping, man. I could be tripping about 
the ear that I had while I was listening to this song, um, it was definitely all over the place. I'll give him that. And, 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 but to me, it sounded like that was the purpose of the song. Like it sounded like it was supposed to be all over the place. It's a beautiful mess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes piles of mess can be, you can put a bow on top and it can yeah. be the most beautiful pile of mess you've ever seen or heard in your life. Those things are possible. Um, have but you ever eaten a Chipotle? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed you it. Eat at Chipotle, they just throw all kinds of stuff into a bowl. And then sometimes I like to shake the bowl. And then you just see a whole bunch of hodgepodge of just stuff. Yo, can you imagine? Can you imagine if when you went to Chipotle, they gave you the bowl with the lettuce, uh, not the lettuce first, but like the, the cheese first or like the rice last? Wouldn't that switch up the way you, you viewed the bowl? What, what, what is, I kind of feel like it would. You know, I, I, I feel like, think, bro, think about the line when you go to Chipotle, you start with the rice, then you start with the bean, then you go beans, then you go protein, then you go da-da-da-da-da. There's an order to the way the bowl is constructed is what I'm talking about. Imagine them constructing the bowl in a different way. That's kind of how I feel about this song. Like, the song was constructed almost backwards. So maybe you don't appreciate the song <laughs> in the way maybe you would uh, if it wasn't. So anyway, do you want to be a made like that? Do I think, you? Yo, no. bro, I think I'm. Just, I think I'm just hungry. I'm a cheap maybe, maybe, maybe I'm gonna get some Chipotle after this show. You know, I, th I think that's why I just gave that example. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Let's move on though. Uh, next song and last song for this episode is. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Rich Lata. Lata. Uh, he dropped a song called "Imagine." He also had a YouTube. He also had a video on YouTube. Q, uh, I know you heard the song. Uh, I know you maybe saw the visuals. Give me your thoughts on the song overall. Good? Did it doesn't mean work? What are your thoughts, sir? Um, I didn't love the video to it, but okay. Here's the thing. I loved who he is, who he who he kind of represents in the video. Like, he he almost comes across like Kyle to me. You know, uh, Kyle, the, the guy that uh, that made, uh, what was that song Kyle made? Um, uh, the one with Lil Yachty. Yeah, Lil Yachty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how Kyle uh, gives I off. I don't remember the names of his songs, but yes, we all know what you're talking about. Kyle gives off this, you know, this ordinary guy type feel like not, not flashy not over here rocking you know christian dior and like driving in bentley's and stuff it's just a regular regular dude that uh likes rapping that's kind of what the video gave off i think where i said i didn't quite like the video is just because the quality of the video wasn't the greatest but um i i like the purpose of it now uh in terms of the song he's a rapper rapper man like rich lotta got bars uh, I like his confidence. Um, I like his ability to ride the beat that powers Imagine. And uh, I like his lyrical content on there. Um, you know, do I think that uh, it could have had a little more umph to it? Like a little more boom to it? Yeah. But at the same time, I think my takeaway from it is that you know this dude is somebody that will continuously get better and this dude is somebody that just really likes rapping man that's kind of my takeaway from it so i, I appreciate that as a hip-hop fan 
Uh, I give the song a 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. I think that's a fair grade. And uh, I'll kind of pick up from there because on this song, Imagine, uh, you know, especially seeing the video, because I, I think it's very important when, when artists drop off visuals for their songs, you know, because it gives you a different way of looking at maybe how you would have received the song if there was not a video. Sometimes it can enhance the vision. And um, while I'm saying all of that to say, the video was not the greatest. The video was extremely humble, um, non-flashy, uh, you know, not very flary, not very daring. Like you said, he just seemed like this or this regular dude who just kind of kind of loves the craft of rapping and, and it kind of comes through in the music. So uh, from that from that standpoint, I appreciated it. Uh, and, and I think the biggest takeaway from this song was the, the 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 integrity that it seems like he has in in in, in his in his rapping craft and ability. And now, while I haven't heard any other songs from you, bruh, for real, this is the only one, I get the, I get the sense that you, number one, you're a rapidy rapper. You're a dude who's not very flashy. You're a dude who only cares about the music. And while that may be what you want to do in the short term, I would actually empower you or implore you to, to kind of like take the next step as far as maybe having more flair in your video, maybe getting a feature of somebody who's a little bit more animated. Because to me, the tone of the song was very like monotone. It wasn't very much like straying away from just uh, close your eyes and imagine basically the hook. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to distinguish the hook from the verses in a, in a way. And so, that, so a part of me is, says that's consistent, but I, I think we, as a listener, I would love to be able to easily distinguish a verse from the hook. Um, overall, I'm going to get a song three out of five. I, I, I feel like, you know, Rich Rich Lada definitely has some, some uh, probably more growth to do as an artist, which I think, you know, is a good thing. But um, yes, yeah, man, that's he has potential. He definitely has yeah, he, he, got, he got some potential. Like, I really like his delivery. That's, that's probably mm -hmm. the biggest thing, like mm -hmm. the tone in his, in his voice. Is very strong. The, there you go. The confidence is there. So, um, with that in mind, I think that's it, man. We both gave our grades. We appreciate everybody for submitting their music. Thank um, you. Wrap up the show. Thank you guys for joining the uh, Ill Advised Wise Guys podcast, where we get into music reviews and we talk about some of the topics that maybe you guys would want to hear. Follow us. Follow the gang. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. You see it on the screen, illadvisedwiseguys.com. Well, not .com. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know what it is. Follow me, U-C-H-A-Y-B-A on Twitter. And follow my guy, QDZ Foshizi. The hood is too easy. And if you don't believe me, see me. Follow that guy. Uh, with that note, I think, I think uh, it's time to end the show. Any last thoughts, Q? J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jet. Let's 2022 champions. Let's go. Yo, on that note, 
This is this might be the last time you see Q on the on the, on our on our uh, on our show, man. He keeps repping the Jets so hard. This is this is this is embarrassing, bro. We're winners around here. We're not losers. You need to knock it off. As always, if you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. Look, it's like a 1997 music video. <laughs>